What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by It's Your Boy Bo, It's Your Boy Joey, and It's Your Boy Brady, and it is season two of the podcast, and we're going into some new fun. But first, so that nobody gets mad at me, how you guys do this week? No, I'm doing wonderful. Um, I'm always tired. But I've got my coffee here. I'm drinking it out of a nice new mug that I was given for Christmas. To add Tell to us my, about that mug, my, Joe. What kind oh, of mug are you drinking out of? Well, it may be a little uh, inappropriate to say on the podcast, but whatever. You know, we're ex- marked as explicit. Uh, Is it a booby mug? No, it's a Harry Potter mug. It has, like, a picture of the lightning bolt and, and the glasses, but it says, not today, muggle fucker. <laughs> love it. Love it. You I love, love that. That is beautiful. What a great start to the morning. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Dude, yes. That makes oh, coffee was- taste better when it has profanity on the cup. Oh, Patrick. absolutely. Bo, how was your week? The best part of waking up is drinking muggle fuck. Um, I'm so tired, bro. I'm like, I'm going to do this whole podcast with my eyes closed, thriving. Fine with me. And I'm a little out- sniffly too. I'm not. I'm not my best sounding self. But it's just I, like, doesn't every like this time of year everybody wakes up like a little sniffly? Well, well, the past three days I was sick, so and away from work um, with the sniffles. And you're like and the, never not sick. You just you sure. just continue to be a little sick throughout the season. Always, always. Like Joey, what's your current level of sickness? Oh, I'm at like a, a two out of ten on the sickness yeah, scale. I feel fantastic. I've been hanging out with sick people for the last three weeks. Still have not figured out how to catch these bugs that you guys are getting. But hey, I'm I'm feeling great. Well, you're still two. You're not a zero. I mean, you're like still... you said, it is it is sick season. This time of the morning, I feel like my nose is a little clogged, but it'll be fine by the end of this podcast. Yeah, we're not we're not breathing our, our clearest. Brady, one to ten. What what's your sickness level? Oh, today I'm a three, but yesterday I was probably a six. The day before was a nine. It was not fun. Wow, not you almost died. Yeah, I was close. I was close. That was, was <laughs> you've you've greatly improved. I have. It's it's been good. Uh, Delsum, Mucinex, they're my friends. Okay, okay. Like the I don't think I've ever actually used Mucinex. I do enjoy their commercials. With the little booger guys. Those guys are, little, those guys are awesome. The little booger guys are great. They are kind uh, of terrifying. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of terrifying, uh, we had a, <laughs> we have a, a, a new, a new uh, podcast uh, journey that we are embarking on. Uh, you guys want to, uh, anybody want to talk about what we're, what we're doing and what, what we did today for the podcast? Yeah. Everybody? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for teeing that up there, Brady. Um, we are diving into the very obtainable mission, um, to watch every live action Marvel movie to date. Um, we had, we had a set of starting point and we did that with some debate and we'll talk about that debate and who was right or wrong to that debate. Uh, but we found a list and it's obviously a growing list cause we're, we're continuing to get more movies, um, but 2024 looks like it's going to be quite the slow year as far as Marvel movies. Um, however, with, with titles like Secret Wars um, and things like that um, to be expected in the next couple of years, we, we know that there's a lot of crossovers. We just got um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man thrown into our, our MCU canon and um, things are going crazy. We're expecting Deadpool with Hugh Jackman, Wolverine in, uh, in 2024. So a lot of cool things to look forward to, but I want to make sure we're not missing anything. I want to make sure that we're catching every cameo. I want to make sure that we've got the entirety of this cinematic universe under our belt. Um, cause most likely everything's going to be some form of canon here in the future. <laughs> um, how far back they go, hopefully not as far as we just did. Um, but like I said, we had to start somewhere. So, um, we began this list with, uh, with the movie that we all just finished watching. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to consider this a bit of a, like a bonus episode. This is, (laughs) this is going to be a trial. Um, I, I I don't know how legitimate this, this is going to 
play a part in our future recordings and, and talkings and things like that. Guys, we watched Howard the Duck. Um, has has any have you was this a first for you guys? Had any of you guys seen Howard the Duck before this most recent viewing? Not not only was it a first for me, uh, it was a first for a lot of things about Howard the Duck that I had no idea about too, which I'll get into later. But it's I didn't know this existed until you guys brought it up. And it's, uh, it was an interesting first watch. I thought you were about to be like, not only was it a first for me, it was a last. Joey, <laughs> um, <laughs> so have, have you seen it before? I, I have absolutely seen this movie before. Um, I did kind of forget just how terrible this movie was. But you wanted to watch every live action movie and you can't just skip it because it's terrible. So we had to watch it. But yeah, this, this may just be like episode zero of, of season two. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the, the list that I pulled up, as soon as you click live action, um, it's got an order of release date, which is the order that we're going to be watching everything. It's got blade. It's got X-Men. Um, it's got the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It's got the original incredible Hulk and, um, just kind of watching those throughout order with Daredevil, Ghost Rider, until you get up into like the MCU of uh, of Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. and the things that we're a little bit more familiar with. But we we've got to give some credit to to where we're coming from here. So the first one on that list is Howard the Duck, and uh, we did kind of do some debating of should we skip this? Should we start with uh, Blade in the '90s? Are we doing this '80s film of, of Howard the Duck and um, Howard the Duck one? But I feel like I lost. Um, I, I feel like I, I feel like I lost a part of me. Um, I watched this movie um, with with my family last night. Um, we we definitely lost my son at a certain point because uh, he he found it to be a little too scary, is is what he said. Um, but I think we lost me even before that. <laughs> I, I think the moment that we saw um, duck nipples on the screen, I was I was I was a little clocked out. But um, we could de- totally do a little bit of recap of, of what we watched and then go to some reactions. But I just wanted some overall opinions. And it sounds like we are on the same page. Of this was <laughs> this isn't making the top ten. Um, when we when we round all this up at the end of season two here, this is. Yeah, probably not even itching towards the the honorable mentions, but we have to pay some uh, some homage to uh, to our past. So, guys, general general thoughts and stuff before we dive into this. I, I do want to preface this all by just saying, you know, please do not let this movie spoil your opinions of Howard the Duck, the character, because he is so much better than he is portrayed in this film. His story is a lot more fun uh he is actually funny the comedy was kind of lost in this movie if i'm being honest but um but howard the duck just not well represented by this film to be fair uh just the classic like you, you gotta think about the era this is remind me 84 86 where are we talking here 86 86 the comedy was most likely probably pretty spot on um I, I I don't know <laughs> if the storyline and then definitely not the graphics and stuff towards towards the end were the best of that era. I mean, we're talking lean it up into like Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I I laughed quite a bit. Um, <laughs> maybe that's just the level where my sense of humor is. I definitely found it funny, but like cringy funny. I like the kind of funny where like every time I laughed, I looked back to like see if my wife was also laughing, and I just got a like a face of like disappointment from her <laughs> more more often than not. But I I did laugh. Yeah, I feel like it was just the style of comedy. Like Howard the Duck in the comics is much more you know Groucho Marxy like. Um, just kind of, it was just a different character altogether, in my opinion. Yep. So, uh, the the one thing that I was, I feel like the most thrown off by, um, and just kind of waiting for this. Uh, if you're not familiar with the character, and we're getting a lot more Howard the Duck, uh, we just saw him in What If, um, several times. Uh, he's had a cameo in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He is showing up all over the place in comics again right now, which is why I was okay throwing this in because I definitely see future cameos, um, especially after that Guardians of the Galaxy post-credit scene. So, 
Um, and I mean, a huge part in, in that what if series. But um, this didn't feel like a Marvel movie to me. Um, obviously, we just read like the first appearance of Howard the Duck, and we and we discussed that during Joey's uh, horror bonus episode of the seventies. Um, so we got a little bit of comic um, kind of kind of appearances. I, I, I other than that, I don't have a whole lot of Howard the Duck under my belt. But um, in most Marvel films, I am used to just kind of talking about there's there's like slight cameos there's there's okay there's a reference to iron man um or a post-credit scene leading up into something um what was marvel thinking (laughs) with this being like their leading live action film like what kind of boardroom was like okay guys we've got this lineup of superheroes uh i'd love to put them on the big screen i think that our comics would transition well into this audience let's start strong Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, number one. So I actually have some info on that. Um, because Marvel didn't really make that decision. Marvel, at this point, you know, was just a comic. Uh, a comic brand. They weren't getting into the uh, into the cinematic universe. Um, but when George Lucas comes knocking on your door and saying, I would like to take a character from your comics, when literally, what is it, a couple years before was uh you know star wars ending the original trilogy ending uh you just, you don't say yeah which character would you like to do we have these ideas we'd actually really like you know iron man to be the first one you go okay yeah yeah yes sir yes sir which one would you like please take take make movie and it just so happened that george lucas's favorite uh thing was howard the duck yeah uh oh, why so surprising to me that George Lucas's name is attached to this film, and this was produced by Lucasfilm. Uh, it, it's incredible. You don't realize it. And um, let me let me do this real quick before we get jumping into uh, discussion about it. I pulled up a little synopsis, and I pulled up some fun facts because, like I said earlier, this is when uh, my first for watching it and my first for really understanding how much of an impact Howard the Duck had on a lot of different things. Um, Such as these actors' careers after the movie, uh, as many of them were unable to find work for a few years. Maybe for a few years, but a lot of them went on to have really, really successful careers, actually. Thankfully, forgetting about the 13% Rotten Tomato Howard the Duck. Yeah, which... (laughs) I did want to mention some of the cast members in this, but it sounds like, Brady, you may be getting into that. I am about to. In this film, based on the comic book character Howard the Duck, he is suddenly beamed from Duckworld, a planet of intelligent ducks with arms and legs, to Earth, where he lands in Cleveland, Ohio. There he saves rocker Beverly, played by Leah Thompson, from Thugs, and forms a friendship with her. She introduces him to Phil, played by Tim Robbins, who works at a lab with a scientist, Dr. Jenny, played by Jeffrey Jones. When the, do- the doctor attempts to return Howard to his world, Jenning is instead transferred into an evil spirit into his own body. That's the synopsis. Much more happens, including uh, a evil spirit inside of Jenning trying to destroy all of the entire world. And Howard the Duck saving the day ended with a wonderful, actually good, not actually, not, not, you know, not bad uh, song at the end of the movie. So... There's your synopsis. The duck. Yeah, I I was definitely singing along to that. That was a catchy tune. Uh, Yeah. Fun fact that that song, as well as six other things about this movie, nominated for Razzie Awards, and they won four Razzies from this movie. Which do you guys know about the Razzie Awards? No, it sounds like they're just handing out little little berries. Or they're four Razzies to you. The Golden Raspberry Awards are perhaps my favorite award ceremony that happens um, in Hollywood. It's it's basically the anti Oscars. It is it is a ceremony for the worst of the worst of the year. So, um, and and every now and then you get like an actor actually showing up and accepting their Raspberry Award, but that very rarely happens. I, I believe Sandra Bullock. Before, but I, I love the concept. Likewise. 
Um, yeah, universally considered one of the worst films of all time. Howard the Duck, 1986. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you threw out some cast members there, Brady. Did you guys realize this? That's Tim Robbins. That's that's the guy from Shawshank Redemption, which is mm-hmm. my favorite movie of all time. Uh, then we got uh, Jeffrey Jones, who is the the principal in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, and yeah, absolutely recognized him from that. Yes, and then Leah Thompson, who is none other than Marty McFly's mom from when back Marty the McFly future. goes back in time. Yeah, I that, I definitely caught both of those. I didn't catch the the Tim Robbins. Oh, Tim Robbins in what was probably his worst acting role. He did is not a very good acting job by Tim Robbins in this movie. I mean, he wasn't surrounded by stars doing their best work. Um, guys, this was a <laughs> this was this was interesting. I I want to know. Um, this film was originally supposed to be animated. Mm-hmm. It was not originally intended to be live action. Uh, based on what I read, I got the impression that it sounds like George Lucas needed a live action film. Uh, he had some sort of contract requirement, and he was like, "Yeah, let's just make it live action. It'll be fine." Um, but do you think this would have been a better movie had it been animated? I think it'd be less. I think the problem is some of the stuff that happened, which might have happened because of George Lucas's horniness, um, that happened, you know, with duck themes, I don't think was well received seeing it live action in, in the 1980s. That's my theory. And I think that uh, if it was animated, it would have been a, a little weirder because I don't, what, what I know like you have like Futurama and Family Guy, and you have these more adult, mature type shows nowadays. But do you think something like that would have been well received? Something more mature in the eighties? I don't. I just think it's a bad concept with the way that they perceived Howard. Uh, it's a fair question. We are still. I was thinking like The Simpsons may have been out, but yeah, we're still like three years away from the, the launch of The Simpsons. And I'd say that kind of kickstarted the whole adult comedy craze. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's a good question. And I don't know that it would have been well received, but would it have been a better movie? <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I still don't think so. Uh, that's my, my take on it. I will say one of the fun facts, and I'll break into it here after this, would have made it a better movie. Um, but it's not not because of it being animated. So the fun fact is um, Lucas and his screenwriters envisioned Howard the Duck as an animated movie, as Joey said. However, Universal Studios had other ideas. The, the writer of it said, we really wanted to animate it. But Universal needed a picture for the summer of 1986. Animation is, of course, a lengthy process, and a hand-drawn film couldn't have been made that quickly. So George Lucas said, we can build a duck, we can do it with the technology that we have, and that's why it became non-animated. But the fun fact I was talking about is that, did you know, because of the failure of Howard the Duck, George Lucas had to sell off some of his assets. Oof. I did not know that. <laughs> did you know part of the, the one of the things he sold off was an up-and-coming computer animation division that he had went in on with Apple CEO Steve Jobs. Tell me you know this what that animation is? division is named Pixar. It is named Pixar. Wow. I had no idea. But George Lucas sold off Pixar because of Howard the Duck. You know, it all works out in the end when George Lucas <laughs> sold Lucasfilm to Disney 20-something years later for no less than like $400 trillion or whatever Disney forked over for the rights to Star Wars. That's fair. That is fair. I mean, we're not, I'm not saying Lucas is a... Did not make out, you know, in the end. But think about going back to your question about would it be better animated? I think it'd be better animated. But think about the creators of Pixar taking a shot at Howard the Duck. Think about Howard the Duck in a Pixar generated universe. That might have been a little better. 
Yeah, but we still are, I think, way too early where it, they would have not definitely, they definitely would not have nailed it. Like, it, it would have been pretty bad. Pixar's first, I, I watched like a Pixar documentary on Disney Plus at one point that kind of showed some of their early animations from the 80s, and they were, they did not look great. I'll be honest. Um, and yeah, we're, we're still like eight years away from Toy Story coming out, which was their first real film. So it, it would have been very interesting to see for sure, but it, it probably would have been animated pretty badly. That is that now is fair. we're the only we're we're nowhere near Pixar on the level and stuff for that as far as animation, but we're we're two years away from what I think could have been a great adaptation for something like this, which would be the style of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which came out like eighty eight, where you have a mix of the live action because I think the people that acted at this, the majority of them did a pretty good job, um, and I think that that being in like the human world of what it was. Um, makes sense because uh, you've got this mix and this adaptation of these two different universes. And if we would have had like the the animated style of Howard the Duck, I think there would have been a little less cringe, but it still had the like adult humor to it and kind of like the weird sexuality parts to it and, and things like that. But I think that Roger the Rabbit, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, did like an amazing job of that. And uh, just the the duck suit didn't do it for me. Uh, you you lose a little bit of it when when it comes to just kind of fully live action uh, doing that entire thing, and then we'll, we'll get to the point of uh, what we had <laughs> CGI available to us at that time as well too, with with some of those final scenes, and uh, I think that, that could have definitely been <laughs> done differently as well. And another fun fact: Howard the Duck, the the character, once they made the decision to go to live action, I do believe they were considering strongly doing him as cgi or you know animated in some form like not the duck suit that we see but the it was either cost or time factored in and they just had to go with the the people in the duck suit um and and george lucas just happened to have access to working with uh you know tons and tons of uh little people actors from his work on star wars that he got to kind of just pull into this movie as far as like people in suits, definitely not as much Star Wars vibes. I think because of the comedic vibe from this, I got very, very big, um, like original Ninja Turtle vibes. Um, as far as like the interaction with the people in, in the suits and the, and the humor, and um, I mean, I loved Ninja Turtles, and going back and watching that, that's still pretty cringe as well too, especially the the, the beginning one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you got to put yourself in the time frame for this. And um, I, I think the, the part that I was the most surprised by, because I wasn't like, oh, this suit looks terrible or the way the, the mouth is moving is is not realistic enough. Like, I thought it was funny. I thought it was well done. It was well filmed. It was very cinematic. Um, and I, I just kind of took the humor of a, of a person running around in a little duck suit for what it was. And, and that definitely got me. Um, I think it was just, <laughs> and it feels weird to kind of question like a movie like this, but like the, the plot threw me off and it makes me want to go back and read some like actual Howard the Duck comics. Like, guys, was this was this comic accurate at all or did they just take this character's name and run with it? Oh, no, 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 no. This was not very comic accurate. Um, nope. This story never really happens. Um, you know, Howard the Duck is transported to earth from duck world by some mysterious means but as far as i know I'm, i could be wrong because i have not read the entirety of howard's canon or anything um, but I, I don't think it's ever really explained how he gets to earth um, he does not crash land in cleveland ohio he he does make his way there eventually um, however he originally lands in, in florida in the swamplands and has some run-ins with the man thing um, some things happen there before he winds up in Cleveland. Uh, the the only comic accurate thing that I did spot was he is indeed a master of quack foo. The quack foo was spot on as well too. Um, yeah, because I was waiting to see like does him being here in duck form like transfer any kind of powers or anything like that? Like why is Howard the Duck so prominent in in Marvel comics? But is it just him being displaced from a different universe or, or is that, I mean, where they were sitting there testing his superpowers. 
that was pretty funny. And I was waiting to see kind of what came from that. Um, but no, not 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 a whole lot. But the quack foo is definitely a strong practice that that he brought and utilized against the baddies on on a couple of different times. Um, yeah, let's the, let's, <laughs> not let's much get into some structure with this, guys. Like what what uh what kind of scenes struck out to you? And we don't necessarily have to do this in order, but like fa- favorite scenes for, throughout this movie. Like what are you guys? What what, what were your top couple ones? I do need clarification. What stuck out to me or what was my favorite? What stuck out to me was definitely duck boobies. That was like a whoa. Because that happened right at the start of the movie where you're like, a movie about Howard the Duck boobies. Got it. Great. That's fair. We could do a a whole separate category of which weirdly sexual scene stuck out to you and then what was your favorite because i've got a couple for the first category (laughs) i also have a couple for the first category the uh i'll run another one the one of the weirdest and this is where my theory came from of why i think it was like not before it's time because i'm not saying that people want to see this nowadays but they're more accepting of of these types of scenes nowadays i guess but the the uh leah thompson uh scene in the bedroom with uh the duck was kind of weird for sure the bedroom um, scene where he was sitting there just soaking in the the female anatomy feeling like he yeah. could be okay with this yeah that was yeah. uh it was a little I weird. Feel like we had the same reaction as the dudes peering over the curtain there yeah a little weird um, <laughs> yeah i do think my favorite scene though was the bar fight where the duck food comes out you know or the quack the quack food comes out and he beats up the girl's manager Takes them out one by one after getting thrown across the bar. Oh yeah, that that's a good one. I I think in terms of you know weirdly sexual scenes, the scene where Leah Thompson pulls the condom out of of Howard's wallet and goes Howard, which (laughs) uh, gotta say Howard, you can't just be carrying a loose condom, dude. That's that thing's drying out. That's gonna break. Um, (laughs) You can't unwrap it. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. uh, no favorite scene for me was um, the diner scene where Dr. Jennings starts turning into the evil oh, no. overlord <laughs> of the universe because just watching Jeffrey Jones play this uh, possessed <laughs> doctor was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, the moment that he started doing the possessed voice, like even like in the truck, like, I <laughs> that was one of the moment where I, I kept looking back for approval from the other people watching this movie with me. Like, are you guys you guys still with me on this? Like, are you guys picking up what I'm putting down here? It's one of those things that like in today's day and age, they would have used a voice changer. But you know that was just Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones going, Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was perfect. It was so good. Yeah, shout, I loved it. shout out to Jeffrey Jones for not breaking that voice half the time. <laughs> like, I feel like I'd be like coughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. This had to be one of those movies where there's just so many blooper takes of I <laughs> like I can't imagine they were as serious as they were throughout the entire filming of this because the whole there's, thing is just ridiculous. There's definitely no way. Um, one one scene that did really stick out to me though, and this may just because be because I, I very recently just watched season two of What If, um, as I believe Bo did as well. Brady, did you ever watch that? By the way. I'm, I'm a slacker. Yeah, I get on that. Um, but the, the very beginning, the narrator comes out and kind of tells us about, you know, this other planet. There are other worlds than our own. Uh, I got real what if watcher vibes from that narration scene at the very beginning. I was hoping they were going to make reference to the watcher. Again, I, I came with thinking, hey, this is a Marvel movie. I was kind of looking for those other bits and pieces of like reference to other superheroes or things like that. I also got very big watcher vibes from that, that kind of narration opening sequence. And I was, I was hoping that's where it was going to go. Um, they didn't ever name the narrator. So maybe we could fill in our own blanks there. I think that we have just now established that was indeed the watcher. Beautiful, beautiful. That is now my head cannon. Um, <laughs> uh, Bo, what was... say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brady. No, I want to hear Bo's before I go into theory. Yeah, what are what are some of your favorite scenes or or scenes that stuck out to you? Um, they they all definitely stuck out. 
Um, I, I feel like it was not my favorite, but the one that stuck out the most. So it was definitely um, where you actually see this alien resurface once it's once it's left the body and they're fighting that because we get some action in there. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great, but that's when I'd sit down and I'd make a list of superhero movies I want to watch with my buddies. Those are the parts that I'm looking for. I'm waiting for that good guy versus bad guy. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it gave me like cave monster from star wars vibes this big crab lobster looking monster um reminds me of kind of like what the void looks like in the comics as well too and again i was hoping it was going to be like a reference like a legitimate uh space monster from marvel and and we didn't get that but uh i'm I'm probably going to pick that for most of the upcoming movies is just a good old fight scene um, cause, cause I love that. And I feel like they, they utilize that well. And you're sitting there rooting for the good guy, uh, protecting some people rooting against the bad guy. And, uh, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with the fight scene. Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe they did go wrong with, with the fight scene, but it, it definitely caught my eye. And, uh, I watched this with terrible internet connection. Um, so for some reason, like it, I had to keep like pausing and restarting the movie specifically during that scene and i got really frustrated <laughs> so maybe that scene was a little bit longer for me than most but um it was still worth it and i, I still kept coming back and i kept in that play button and uh you, you got some closure after that and when he chooses to save his whole like save all of the earth this new world for him and instead of his opportunity to go back to his home world Let's, we solidify that we're we're getting some Howard here on, on the Earth, and I feel like that was a great moment for him. Um, not a scene, but I also love all like the Ohio references as far as like Cleveland, and I think my favorite outfit for him, and I wish he would have just worn it the entire time instead of the suit, was that little rolled up Ohio State hoodie because that was pretty oh, dope. Oh yeah, yeah. As as an Ohioan and a Cleveland sports fan, I I wanted to be offended, but yet I just couldn't be because it's true. Um, but when he when he's like, "Lady, if I had some place to go, I certainly wouldn't be in Cleveland." <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like, man, that's it's true stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame him for that statement. Definitely some truth to that. Yeah, definitely going. I I did the same thing. My wife was watching from another room. By watching from another room, I was watching while she was in another room. And I said, Why? Ohio State hoodie. And that was it. it was great. I'm sorry, you you did not make your wife watch this with you? Um, I tried to. Um, much like your your, your children, uh, she quickly became uninterested. Probably because of the duck boobies, but you know. <laughs> yeah, they did start strong with that. <laughs> real, um, for real, anybody real that's tough. listening to this and did not watch, which don't don't do that. If we're gonna review movies, go watch the movies and then come listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, um, by the way, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, there's duck boobs <laughs> at the at the very beginning. Um for this yeah, spoiler alert for this movie from the eighties. Yeah, um to, but for anybody, if you're like, oh crap, I should have done that, and you've already listened up to this point, like a little bit of clarification before you kind of realize what you're signing up for. Um yeah, that's uh, when they're panning through and he's in that chair kind of getting sucked in through this beam to, to Earth. He goes through several different people's houses and rooms and, and one is a little duck shower scene because because why not? Somebody made the active choice to include those. And uh, it's so funny because this is my thought process. This is what I'm going through. We see Howard in his room. He's like putting his stuff on these shelves and he's kind of relaxing for the day and he's grabbing a beer and he opens uh, play duck. One thing I did like was all the references to things, but just then adding duck. the word duck. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that, that got me. I was, I was hooked from that. point. Yeah, um, like an card in his wallet. Oh, but yeah, he opens up play duck and he unfolds like kind of a little trifold poster. And um, I was like, Okay, I see. I see feathers. I see duck boob. This okay, funny duck boob. Was there a little? Was there a little nipple that was showing? I was like, no. That was why would somebody make the active choice to include a nipple? And then they continue through that shower scene, and then just two right in your face duck boobies, um, right in that shower scene. I was like, one million percent that was a nipple beforehand, and now we're getting this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> 
somebody made these like they those scenes took time. Uh, the art department had to put some some legitimate detail into those. Um, so I'm wondering wondering who brought those ideas to the office that day. Does beg the question as well. Um, this movie was rated PG. Is that an appropriate rating when duck boobies are shown on screen? And what's this intended to be a family movie? No way. Yeah, there's like you watch <laughs> movies where like the adult humor goes over the head, and there's like those those lines that are specifically for the grown ups that are watching, and like oh, okay, I, that's funny, but it clearly went over my kid's head as they're sitting there next to me, like. Some of this, there's no way <laughs> it went over somebody's head where you've got that weird sexual tension in, in a bedroom between a, a duck suit and a woman wearing absolutely nothing. And uh, some of these scenes are going to live a long time in my head, guys. Um, it's it's going to be hard to move past some of these things. Um, I, I'm a 30-year-old man, and I've seen some things that I, not, I did not intend to see at this point in my life. But yeah, as far as this being a family film, like I don't, I don't know if that over the head humor was just different back then. Um, but it, this, this was pretty in your face. You said it was PG. Yes. Um, to be fair, based on a very quick Google search, the PG thirteen rating had only been established two years earlier and was not used super often. It was for meant for like scarier toned movies. Um, so, so back in the may... day, was there was there an R? Was there a, a, obviously there was? I feel like not a, a TV ratings like MA and stuff like that. Was was <laughs> PG thirteen like the the cream of the crop? Was that the end? Based upon no further research whatsoever, I'm going to guess that R was a thing. They just didn't have like an interim between, like you know, this, ah, this shouldn't I be see. R, but it's not necessarily for kids. It's not pretty good, which is what I used to think. That stood for. I used to think the ratings were G for good, uh, PG for pretty good, <laughs> and then R for wrong. But then I realized that wrong starts with a W at some point in my life. That's hilarious. I love that. Also love that. Well, well guys, always, we've, we've talked yeah. scenes. We've we've talked we've talked a lot about these scenes. Um, you, you, I feel like you know, it's it's. What's up, Brady? I was gonna say, you know what I think it's time for. A couple more fun facts. Oh, well, let's, yes. Give, <laughs> That's give what I was going to say. We've done scenes and now <laughs> a couple more fun facts. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, I know Joey talked about this at the beginning, but the actors, the actresses, the stars. Did you know they could have been bigger? Martin Short and Robin Williams both auditioned for the voice of Howard the Duck before they went with Broadway star Chip Zeen. Bro, a Robin Williams Howard the Duck would have blown my. Mind. It would have been. It would have been too much. It's not Howard. That's I, I, not Howard the Duck. I think it definitely would have been too much. But fun fact about Chip. Chip was. It was his first, you know, movie film coming from Broadway. He actually went with his best friend to the movie, and it was such a flop that it was complete. It was basically empty. There were a few families in there with them on the night of release. And on actual, like, at the end of the movie, all those families had left except him and his friend in the movie. How bad would that suck? Heartbreaking. Yeah, you, you go into that theater thinking, like, maybe I'll, I'll hang out afterwards, talk to some fans, and then you realize halfway through the movie, oh, I I'm not going to tell people I was in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's speaking rough. Of, Speaking of uh, other people playing different roles, uh, the lead female, the, the sex appeal for Howard, uh, was originally supposed to be apparently Phoebe Cates, who was the lead in Gremlins. Ooh, very interesting. Fun fact there. And speaking of the the sex appeal lead, Leah, 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 whatever her name is, um, she was interviewed. And said uh, that she cannot watch this movie with her children. Um, because even as adults, they are grossed out by the uh, 
the sex scene with Howard, or the quote-unquote sex scene with Howard the Duck. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was no hanky-panky. I said quote-unquote. There's a little... There's a couple little beak smooches. Um, she was just joking around. It's just a joke. <laughs> Another just fun joking. fact about Leah Thompson. Did you know that she pitched a new Howard the Duck movie to the MCU? Um, and it was obviously not signed over, like signed on, and they did not decide to do it. However, she has stated that there is more in store for the character in the Let's MCU. Go. More Howard. I mean, you have to. At this point, this thing exists. It's out in the universe. Why not good. just run, run with it? It's too good. Um, I mean, there's people like us coming back and rewatching this. We're probably the only ones. Um, but the, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do the deep cuts. Marvel fans love a good deep cut. And a, a good little revival, and I, I think now, now is the time where Howard would, would thrive. Maybe Bring that's it. what, that's what we're missing. Bring it back, give it to Pixar. Oh, that'd be <laughs> that would be a fun little crossover, a Pixar Marvel movie, wouldn't it? Um, another fun fact, Bo, you talked about your love for the Beast at the end when it came out of the body. Started did I, rampage. Did I talk you, about my love you for did. it? You said you said you loved it. It's the best part of the movie, right? So, <laughs> did you know the animator that did that? What other stuff that he worked on? I'm so guessing one of them was obviously with this being George Lucas. One of them has to be that Star Wars scene that I referenced. It was Return of the Jedi. Good for him. Which is that the Rancor? Tell what that is. That's that's the word that I was looking for that I could not think of. Yes. He also did RoboCop, one of my all-time favorite series. Fun Ooh. fact about me. And he was also a major part of the team that brought Jurassic Park to life. Ooh, and if you look wow. in the credits of Howard the Duck, his name is actually called, his title is Dinosaur Supervisor. These are fun, fun facts, fact? Brady. Fun fact. Fun I'm fact having fun. fun. Speaking yeah. of fun facts, I'll give you a, a comic-related one. Bo, you mentioned Howard the Duck uh, seems to be kind of everywhere in, in Marvel Comics. Um, I think that is an artist thing. Uh, I think artists enjoy drawing him. I can't confirm this. However, I did find a quote from our guy, Brian Michael Bendis, who we've read plenty of, of comics written by Brian Michael Bendis. There's a quote from him saying... Howard the Duck has appeared in six comic issues that I have written, and I have never once written the words Howard the Duck. <laughs> so it, it seems like someone else at Marvel is making the decision to just throw Howard the Duck into scenes. You guys ready for my last fun fact? It's not very fun. Actually, it kind of is, but it isn't. Yeah, look, give us all the fun facts, because it, <laughs> it does seem like Bo may be experiencing some technical difficulties. <laughs> um... Ed Gale, who was the um, what's the political term that I, I, I looked up was a person of short stature um, that was playing Howard the Duck. He was hired as a stunt double and was later asked to take over almost every role due to how well he was moving the suit. Um, he became well acquainted with the first assistant director of the Howard the Duck movie named Dan Colesrud. Do you know uh, what else Dan Colesred assisted directing? Is it the other big movie that this actor was known for? The director was Mel Brooks. Oh, yes, I do know this. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Spaceballs. It was Spaceballs. And in, in, in asking about how Gale, who was a relatively unknown actor, like even Howard the Duck, he was brought in as a stunt double, how he landed the the role in Spaceballs. Um, it was said that Mel looked at him and said, how did you two meet when speaking with the assistant director, Colesrud and Gale? And uh, when he got this answer, Mel Brooks stood up and said, anybody who was in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. Yes. 
Mel Brooks, just a stand-up act there. I mean, he, he knows what he likes, and he likes great comedy. And he and that's what we got here with this movie. So uh, do you know the other movie that, that Gail is very famous for portraying the lead character of? I, I don't. Um, he performs the suit actions or whatever you want to call it for a little-known horror movie called Chucky and all of its sequels. Well, sorry, it is actually called Child's Play. He plays Chucky. Um, but yeah, he is he is Chucky. Wow. Um, and he did... All because of Howard the Duck. Yes, he did say at one point that he gets more um, attention and like and fanfare for his role as Howard the Duck than he does as Chucky. <laughs> That's so. great. That's awesome. But yeah, that is my fun facts about Howard the Duck. I do, I think I ended this at the beginning, but I felt like I didn't know George Lucas, you know, directed it. And when I saw, you know, directed by George Lucas at the start of the. Well, uh, he, pr- he produced it. I think it's important to know he did not direct it, it was directed by William Hike. Hike? Gotcha. Willard. Willard Hayek. Um, yeah. But yes, he, he he did produce it, however. Yeah, production was George Lucas, right? But seeing that George Lucas produced it was like, oh, wow, this could be really good. Not, you know, I didn't look into it as well as I, I should have. I knew it wasn't great, but I knew I didn't know it would be you know, what it was. Um, but that was a, a, a culture shock, you know, seeing Tim Robbins, because unlike Bo, that's the only character I saw. I was like, oh, I know Tim Robbins. Oh, I know that guy. So. I think and like, do frame. <laughs> yeah, I think seeing all these these characters and seeing seeing it was, there was a lot of firsts of oh 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 for me and uh, unfortunately in the end it wasn't a, a first of that was my first favorite movie from the 1980s unfortunately unfortunately however we are going to be keeping a list an ongoing list of what our favorite Marvel movies are. And for the foreseeable future, Howard the Duck will, by default, have to be in the top ten. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, Howard the Duck is my number one movie right now, unfortunately. You know, go Howard. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bo, are you back? I am near or around. Um, <laughs> my computer is still very much updating, so my audio is probably trash. I'm on the mobile right now. Discord mobile looks pretty cool. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm here to contribute. I'll try to talk as little as possible because I remember how trash it sounds when I talk on my phone. I'm not going to lie. You sound actually better than Brady does at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, Brady likes to eat his microphone. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> he, we honestly should stop doing this prior to Brady eating breakfast because I think he does take little nibbles throughout the whole take. But no, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying kind of being a listener from the distance so far but i do have input that i would like to contribute so um yeah unfortunately this is my favorite on the whole list of what we've watched so far too um and and it will be for for a little bit of time here still but um say about one one week one week number one spot uh, Speaking well, of one week, yeah. what what is the the movie that we are watching next week for the listeners at home? The next movie we are watching is going to be Wesley Snipes in Blade um, from what is the the year that that movie came out? Give me nineteen, definitely, definitely in the nineties, right? Yes, it is nineteen ninety eight. Uh, A so much we're... needed jump into the future here, so we're going twelve years. Yeah, big twelve year gap um, to watch. And Marvel was like, let's let's try this again. <laughs> uh, I think this Blade. was this was somebody coming to Marvel again, right? Because this is it. I, when does that you? When do you actually start seeing the Marvel like tag on it? I don't think Blade does. Um, it it production companies, New Line Cinema, and Marvel Enterprises. So Marvel does have their name attached to Blade, um, unlike Howard the Duck. And Blade can also, by the way, be found on on Hulu uh, in, in addition to Sling Free. Um, for those that did not watch Howard the Duck on the Sling app, let me tell you, you missed 
an hour and 47 minutes of one commercial that wasn't really a commercial. It was just like movies projected onto my t- like like literal like the covers of DVDs just showing. I don't know if you guys saw the same ads that I saw, but holy crap, was that a lot of ads? Um, and did they really just shovel them in every five minutes? I definitely saw the same ad. And it was very often. It was very often. That was my my key to get up and, and, and do something, though. So, Oh, yeah. I, I was reading comics during the ads. I think I got probably six comic books read during the ads of that movie. Um, but the thing that we do here at the end of every podcast that we're going we're gonna to have to do we're going to have to rate this out of 10. Um, and for our, I do have a question. So we, we've done favorite characters in the past. We're, we're absolutely able to continue doing that. However, when do we want to pick favorite characters or do we want to pick our favorite actors in this movie or both? Ooh. I think it could get confusing to do both. So I would think we should do one or the other, but I am down for either. I think both could be fun. Um, I think I'm definitely probably going to, it's going to be easier for me to start picking characters. Um, I, I tend to kind of get lost in who's doing an actual good acting job and dive a little bit deeper into like, which characters I'm actually enjoying on the screen. Um, everybody who's on film does a good job acting for me for the most part except for a lot of people in this film. Um, I don't know if I had a, a favorite actor in this one, but I did have a favorite character. So maybe maybe that's what we use going forward. But yeah, I like picking favorite scenes, and I like ranking them out of 10. Um, that's that's my vote, and that's one-third of it. So what do you guys think? I agree, um, just because I am, I'm no film connoisseur by any means, so I am also not the best at like picking out people that are doing a wonderful job acting. Instead, I would just be like, you know, uh, Jeffrey Jones for, for doing the evil overlord voice. Uh, but <laughs> that may not mean he's a great actor. It was just something that made me laugh. So then, Bo, who was your favorite character? Um, <laughs> I mean, this whole movie is going to be kind of, kind of tough for me. I feel like obviously there was a very clear lead here. Um, however, it, I, I don't know if Howard was, I mean, I, I want to pick him, but I feel like that's kind of a, a cop out answer. Um, am I, am I allowed to pick the, the, the lead here? Yeah. You know yeah. what? You asked me to go first. I'm going to go first. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Howard. I I feel like the the comedy was was right up my alley. I feel like as far as like what we've seen in comics and in what ifs and stuff, the character was portrayed well. He was he was funny. He was weirdly sexual. He was annoyed the entire time. Um, but he's kind of a little ba when it needs to when it needs to happen, and he he takes down the bad guy. So I mean how. I, there are other characters in this movie, but how do you not pick Howard as your favorite? Um, that's that's a clear cut choice for me. And uh, what would you rate this movie out of uh, ten, Bo? Well, I got to set a scale here, don't I? <laughs> um, so out out of ten, I I will not be watching this again. Um, it's good to have under my belt, though. I'm, I'm glad that I have the history down into my knowledge banks, and I hope that I can pile some more on top of it. Um, out of 10, I'm going to have to give this movie, like, I don't want to be too mean. I'm usually a, a pretty high ranker. This is like a, this is like a three for me, guys. I got to give it like a three out of 10. Okay. Three out of 10. Okay, first time Bo, I think, has ever dipped below, like, a seven. <laughs> wow, so, uh, Joey, I'm gonna make you go next. Oh, boy, all right, well, Bo took Howard the Duck, um, which absolutely would have been my pick, because, I mean, the guy sacrifices his own chances of getting back to Duck World to save Earth, um, so we own that much, but in the interest of being different and not picking the same character... 
this is why I asked if we would be picking actors or characters because I'm going to take Phil, Philzy, played by Tim Robbins, um, just due to the the character's involvement in you know the ending of this movie, kind of responsible for a lot of the uh, you know the stuff that happens at the end. It saves the the plane from going down uh, when they're running from the police. He you know helps Howard, and, and I think he was just an integral part of this this movie. Um, however, Tim Robbins horrible horrible acting job in my opinion like i said i'm no movie connoisseur but i think i can spot a terrible acting job when i see one um but yeah i'm taking phil as my favorite character phil is your favorite character and uh what about what you really think out of 10 there john oh man you know we can't have some some sunny days without the rainy days and this unfortunately was a rainy day and i think Bo gave this a, a pretty accurate rating. I'm going to give it slightly higher than a three. If, um, I'm going to do it at like a 3.2. I like it. I like it. Um, you did put me in a in a, a, a bit of a predicament. Because I think there's two characters here that really deserve to make a top three. Um, but there I don't really know. are two characters left. <laughs> <laughs> you got the 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 lead the leading lady who yet again if we were picking um actors and like how well they acted it i, I would definitely give it to her because like you know how 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 are you gonna like you know do all that when the duck can like actually act it out like props to her for that you know but i think i'm gonna do dr jennings that's my favorite character I think the whole yeah, no, Donald Donald just got me got me rolling. He's it turned out to be a, a perfectly bad good good bad guy. It was great. So I'll go Dr. Jennings, my favorite character. And then I had this number picked before Bo uh picked, and it just worked out perfectly. So I'm going to uh I'm going to give this a 3.5, which is slightly higher than both of you out of 10. Okay, so nothing but high praise from the Comics Over Coffee podcast. Re- and remember, listeners, the- these are out of ten; they are not out of five. Um, <laughs> and out, unfortunately, for Howard the Duck. Yes, I, I was very close, Brady, to take taking Doctor Jenning as my favorite <laughs> because, like I said, the diner scene when he starts to use that voice and just like you know the the wait the poor waitress coming over and she's like. What do you guys want? He's like, I don't need your human food. And she's like, all right, well, you're going to have to order something or I'm going to have to kick you out. I almost took yeah. that waitress as one of my favorite characters. <laughs> she was good. She was good for sure. Oh, I think next week we'll probably have a little more uh, nice things to say, even though, yet again, I wasn't a huge hater on Howard. I thought it was okay. 3.5, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm interested to see how Blade holds up because Blade was a movie that was pretty highly, uh, pretty highly rated, correct? I am not positive how highly it was much more of like a, a commercial and box office success than, than Howard the Duck, which was something we did not talk about. Howard the Duck barely broke even in the box office. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, I'm pretty positive that Blade has like it's still a splat on the Rotten Tomatoes, um, and I, I'm pretty sure that they get progressively worse throughout the Trinity. Oh, for sure. But um, that's by audience rating and and critic reviews as well too. But you know what? We got a little bit of a different opinion here, a little bit of a different take on comics over coffee. So uh, uh-huh. I, I think this was definitely dipping our 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 feelers, dipping our. Well, that was two different things. Dipping our toes and getting our feelers out there. Don't dip your feelers because I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we're getting the format down. I think we're we're just kind of trying out this new movie. I, I like the idea of doing this every week. I think it's going to be awesome. I think that these are going to tie really closely into each other. I I don't, I don't think we'll ever mention Howard the Duck ever again. Um, I don't want this to be Ooh. our basis for our movies going forward. But we did it. And it's been done, and we watched it, and we reviewed it, and, and it is what it is. We will, we will go from there. 
and you heard it here first. Howard the Duck, number one Marvel movie on our list. And you're here to hear last. Until next week, everybody. We hope you have a wonderful week. Go watch Blade, and we'll talk to you about. We'll talk with you about it next week. See you. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Over Coffee. Please be sure to join in again next Saturday morning for another exciting episode. If you have questions for the host or would like to be featured on an episode, please write in to comicsovercoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Bo and Brady, and a very special shout-out to our artist, Emily Rich. I like okay. it. Oh, holy okay. cow, there's okay. so much syrup in this. All right. Mm. <laughs> syrup? Yeah. I went to McDonald's and got a uh, no, 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 don't don't say don't say don't say yeah. You said you said syrup. Yeah, syrup. 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 Maple did they syrup with your syrup, or did they put syrup in like after the syrup? I'm confused on. No, the syrup that. is the only thing. It's like coffee and creamer and syrup. That is one of the four main food groups. <laughs> well, do you guys want to banter on the recording and just get into this shit?